0: good morning church family. Uh, Here it is, uh, Wednesday, September 23rd, uh, second day of fall. And we are looking forward to uh, the weather as it begins to change and uh, watch the colors and the trees change. uh, And we watch and and study the word of God and see that God uh, does not change and that we can trust in that. So before we enter this eighth section, uh, uh, chafe, uh, in our text of Psalm 119, let's open up in a word of prayer. Uh, Gracious Father, Lord, we do thank you for this day, and Lord, as we uh, seek to honor you uh, through uh, the reading of your word and see how it is applicable to us even today, Lord, I ask that you would just guide our study, that you'd open our minds and our hearts to receive your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, as we take a look here at uh, our text today, uh, it's uh, Psalm 119, verses 57 through 64, and I'm going to read the whole text So we have uh, an idea of where we're going, at least partially, today, Uh, and we'll finish up next Wednesday. It says, "The Lord is my portion; I promise to keep your words. I entreat your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Though the cords of the wicked ensnare me, I do not forget your law. At midnight I rise to praise you." because of your righteous rules. I am a companion of all who fear you, of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your steadfast love. Teach me your statutes. Well, let's go ahead and begin there with uh, verse 57 uh, as we start out our time this morning. Uh, It says, the Lord is my portion. Have you ever in your Christian experience, as you uh, have no doubt been a believer for some time, Uh, But no matter the length, have you ever been able to, uh, with the psalmist, uh, make the declaration that the Lord is my portion, uh, that God is your everything? Uh, Because that's a pretty profound uh, declaration of the psalmist, uh, because it means that there is nothing outside of God that you need. Because if God is your everything, uh, if the Lord is your portion uh, of all that you need, then uh, you've come to a realization uh, of um, why God made you, uh, that he made you not only in his image, uh, that he has brought you to this point in your Christian walk, um, but that you realize that uh, really the the main thing that matters is your walk with the Lord and that he can be everything that you need in this life uh, and know that without a shadow of a doubt that he would never let you down uh, or mislead you. Uh, it made me think about the song we sing, uh, You're My All in All, and I like to read the lyrics to that song, because it says, You are my strength when I am weak, you are the treasure that I seek, you are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel, Lord, I to give up I'd be a fool, you are my all in all. And the chorus goes on to say, Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name, Jesus, Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Verse 2 says, taking my cro- my sin, my cross, my shame, rising again, I bless your name. You are my all in all. When I fall down, you pick me up. When I am dry, you fill my cup. You are my all in all. And I think the, 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 the one who penned the, these words uh, understood exactly what the psalmist is, is proclaiming in our text today. That God is our own all. That he is there when we do fall down to pick us up. Uh, when we find ourselves... Uh, lacking spiritual uh, nutrition and are are in a dry spot, uh, he fills our cup. Uh, He is the strength that we need when we find ourselves uh, weak, uh, as we face maybe opposition, as we are experiencing the consequences of our choices, uh, and know that God is our all in all and there with us. Um, is he you know the writer says you are the treasure i seek uh, seeking you as a precious jewel Uh, you know to give up i'd be a fool see this is the heart of somebody who understands who god is to know that god uh, for the very first time in their spiritual lives uh, really understands the magnitude of the the god of all Uh, and so it's something that you know as we're growing uh, we are embracing what the psalmist says in Psalm 34, 8 and 9, that uh, you've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, uh, that uh, blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, uh, Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. Uh, and so right there in Psalm 34, we see that same um, uh, principle uh, being put forth, is that when we find our all in all in God, when we find God is our everything, uh, we will know, without a shadow of a doubt, uh, as we uh, revere him, as we worship him, as we glorify him, that we will lack nothing. <clears throat> we don't have to look anywhere else, um, because there is nothing else of earthly good that can compare to, to our God. Um, Jeremiah, uh, the prophet, uh, in chapter 10, verse 6, says, There is none like you, O Lord. You are great, and your name is great might and this is what the psalmist uh, understands that there is no one like our God and when you can actually experience that in your Christian walk then there's going to be nothing that you're not going to be able to face because you're facing it not alone you're facing it uh, um, with uh, the power of God the God who is your everything who is the one who made everything who can conquer everything And the psalmist uh, there in verse 57 goes on to say, I promise to keep your words. Uh, Well, here in the Hebrew, this promise is not taken lightly. He's actually making this promise in great conviction, uh, but a conviction that comes out of the fact that he knows that the Lord is his portion. And so he is resting in uh, what he knows about God. uh, And he's resting in the fact that uh, he promises to keep God's word because he knows God's Word will continue to do its great work in his life. Let's move on to verse 58. It says, I entreat your favor with all my heart. Be gracious to me according to your promise. So the psalmist here is, is making an appeal uh, to the Lord for his favor. He says, I entreat your favor with all my heart. Now in Hebrew, this word favor can actually be translated face as well. So he's, he's entreating, he's, he's, he's seeking an audience uh, with all of his heart of the God who made him. Uh, he desires uh, to, to be uh, with the Lord and to uh, everything that the psalmist does each and every day, that he pleases God with his whole life uh, because he realizes the, the what God has done for him. Uh, he says, be gracious to me according to your promise. Um, that, that phrase uh, in Hebrew, be gracious, can be translated, be merciful. Uh, See, the, the thing is, is that, the, you know, as we come into the presence or if we're in the, the, the um, you know, as the psalmist says, um, I entreat your face with all my heart. You know, I'm coming before you. Um, I'm seeking you out. That he realizes in humility whose presence he's coming into because he's saying, be merciful to me according to your promise as I entreat you, as I seek your face. Uh, and, you know, as we look at the scriptures, we find very quickly uh, that this is true about God—that He is merciful. Um, Deuteronomy four twenty one says, "For the Lord your God is a merciful God; He will not let, uh, leave you or destroy you or forget the covenant with your fathers that He swore to them." Because God is a God of His word, and He is not going to to do something contrary to who He is. And therefore, you know this confidence that the psalmist has in reaching out to God is the same confidence you and I can have uh, today to know that we can seek the face of God and know that he will be merciful uh, to us uh, according to his promise. Because uh, God does not lie. Uh, God always keeps his word. Psalm 103, 11 and 12. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love, or his steadfast love, which that Hebrew word there uh, is actually the word for mercy, uh, toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. So we we have the psalmist here in Psalm 103 giving testimony of the fact that great is God's mercy. Uh, and you know when we take a look at our lives each and every day uh, and we step back after we have the, the full 2020 vision as it were to, to see uh, where we have uh, been successful but also where we have um, stumbled and fallen, that uh, we we can see God's mercy throughout the entire day, things that he spared us from, things that he uh, allowed us to uh, overstep and to uh, step into things that we should not have. But yet in his mercy, uh, he disciplines us and he brings us back to where we need to be uh, because he is gracious according to his promise, uh, that he is always with us, that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, that he is our God, uh, and that he will continue to, to uh, sanctify us uh, as we walk with him. And one more, um, actually, in that same Psalm 103, uh, we, uh, verses 11 and 12, we just read, but 17 and 18 go on to say, about the steadfast love, again, there's that word for mercy, of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him, and his righteousness to children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. So there's a direct correlation here to obedience, that the the steadfast love or the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. It's eternal. And it's eternal, uh, not as just an attribute by itself, but it's eternal because God is eternal. Uh, And so therefore, uh, that mercy is shown to those who fear him, those who honor him as God, those who seek his face uh, with all their heart and and lay aside uh, their own selfish desires and seek to be in in the presence and to commune with the living God. Let's take a look at verse 59. It says, When I think on my ways, I turn my feet to your testimonies. Um, I'd like to read a quote out of James Montgomery Boyce's commentary on this uh, verse. He speaks of Blaise Pascal, the brilliant uh, French philosopher and devout Christian, uh, and his love for Psalm 119. Listen to what he says here. He says, uh, he is another person who has uh, had uh, memorized it, uh, and that's Blaise Paschal, memorized Psalm 119, uh, and he called verse 59 the turning point of man's character and destiny. He meant that it is vital for every person to consider his or her ways, understand that our ways are destructive and will lead to destruction, and then make an about face and determine to go in God's way instead. Uh, and I think there's some, uh, some good things for us to take from that uh, assessment uh, of uh, uh, Blaise Pascal as he says that it's the turning point in man's character and destiny that when I think on my ways, as it says in verse 49, or 59, I turn my feet to your testimonies. So ask yourself this morning, uh, what, which of your ways need to be changed? Maybe you're going in a direction. Uh, maybe there's an area of your life that you need to do an about-face. Uh, and you've been putting it off. You've been kind of just coasting or you know, riding uh, out this section of your life, hoping that maybe it'll just disappear. Uh, but the, the psalmist here puts up forth a very special truth. He says, when I think on my way, so when I when I evaluate myself, when I examine myself and I, and I look at who I truly am, when I look to the depths of my being, he understands that uh, he is still uh, one who struggles with sin, uh, still struggles with making uh, poor choices. Uh, and It doesn't mean that that's how we are all the time, but the fact is, is that if uh, we are only looking and seeing all the good choices we make and don't assess uh, when we make a bad choice and experience bad uh, consequences as a result, uh, that we, we need to make sure that as we think on our ways, as we think about what we do and what we say, and where we go uh, that there's times when we have to turn our feet uh, towards god's testimonies in other words go to the very thing that will call us out because god's word which includes god's law uh, is what shows us the things that we need to give over to god the burdens that we need to surrender uh, the commandments that maybe we have um, you know transgressed and we need to come to god in confession Uh, and so it's important for us to sometimes change direction, and change direction towards that which we know will be good and that will never um, misread or misassess uh, where we are. Uh, because God's word does not return void. It always accomplishes uh, that which God sends it out for. So, um, And then finally, uh, verse 60 this morning, as we finish out, it says, I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. So once the psalmist is off the wrong path, once he has made that assessment, as he looked upon his ways and he's turned his his feet towards God's testimonies, um, he realizes uh, that he should not delay, uh, that he shouldn't just, uh, you know, uh, wait just a little bit longer because he desires to experience it one last time or uh, that, you know, um, I'd rather be here just for a few more moments because I know... As God's word shows me, and as I've been running in the wrong direction, that uh, I may never come back to this. Uh, no, the psalmist is saying, I hasten and do not delay to keep your commandments. Uh, and the Hebrew word here translated de- delay is the same word that we see in Genesis chapter 19 when it spoke of, of Lot. Uh, and you, you remember how he began with, he, you know, he set his tent outside, you know, the city towards Sodom. And we, we've talked about that progression, more, more, you know, before, uh, but in verse 16 of chapter 19, the phrase is, but he lingered. So that Hebrew word that we see is, uh, you know, uh, delay here in our text this morning in verse 60 is the same word in Genesis chapter 19, verse 16, lingered. So the psalmist is saying, you know, um, I hasten and do not linger to keep your commandments. Because sometimes if our focus is on the sin, if our focus is on the thing that um, our our flesh is desiring, then there's a a temptation to linger and not to take what we know to be true in God's word and apply it and and have it be so that we have turned our feet towards God's testimonies, toward his commandments. Um, Listen to what Spurgeon said. He said, speed in repentance and speed in obedience are two excellent things. We are too often in haste to, to sin. Oh, that we would be in a greater hurry to obey. Uh, and those are pretty profound words as we see ourselves here on this Wednesday to see that we should be uh, quickly and in speed heading towards repentance. That when, when the, the Spirit of God, when the Word of God, maybe when others come into our lives uh, and, and we uh, are, are, are kind and share the truth and love, that we should be quick toward repentance and quick towards being obedient once again, uh, when we have been told the truth. Um, So do not linger. Do not delay when it comes to keeping God's commands. Um, It is a deterrent to experiencing the bad consequences of disobedience. So uh, let that be a deterrent that you do not linger, uh, but instead let the, the word of God transform you today. And continue to transform you throughout the remainder of this week and the remainder of your life uh, because it is the very best thing for us as believers before God. Let's close in a word of prayer. Gracious Father, we thank you for these words today. We thank you for the psalmist and his transparency as he has uh, shared from his heart uh, things pertaining to you. Uh, that he sees the importance of, of not lingering, of, of uh, uh, taking haste when it comes to uh turning around and coming towards you uh, oftentimes we are quick to uh, go towards sin and lord i pray for each and every one of us that we would be not quick towards that but quick towards you uh, to to see, to seek you out with all of our heart that uh, we would uh, find you uh, to seek that uh, presence of being with you face to face as the psalmist shared this morning uh, Lord, we thank you for these truths uh, may they continue to transform us Uh, more and more into your likeness, uh, that we would become more holy as you are holy as we realize just how blessed we are uh, to be in the presence of a God who is most definitely merciful and gracious. And we thank you and we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Well, God bless you, church family, and have an, an awesome Wednesday and look forward to seeing you this coming Sunday.